Good morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery, Floral, and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. And here's your host for Over the Garden Fence, Andy Waddell. Hey, how hey, are you? I got the right microphone today. Woo-hoo. <laughs> that practice makes perfect. You know what? You got a lot of switches over there. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Hey, you're looking good. How you doing, man? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, got a got a little tan going in the... Uh, <laughs> working outside all week so there i love it and i'm uh, i see that forecast just being excellent for the next few oh, days memorial weekend is going to and i'll put it in my words rock yeah yeah 60s 70s 80s you couldn't you couldn't ask for more so that's uh uh good news for all of us gardeners so yeah, you flip a coin with memorial day weekend you know i i, I you can almost forecast snow at some point yeah. <laughs> considering well, where we are yeah, you know <laughs> yeah well this morning um you could have used a, a little heat in the house almost it was it was a little crisp this morning i did so. pop the heat around this morning as a yeah. matter of fact yeah so uh um Good morning, gardeners, and so maybe we can do some timely tips, things that might be happening at your house and around our area, and then uh, maybe give us a call. And uh, later on, Jim, we have a, a special guest from Waddell's today yeah. um, on our kids' club and some of the things that are happening that we're going to talk about later. Yeah, you kind of briefed me on and this sounds fun, but <laughs> if, if you want to join in, uh, 382-4280 with your gardening questions, 877-382-4280. If you, uh, if you fear talking to one of us, you can always text it in to That's 80373 right. and we'll read it on air. You bet, because texting uh, um, will get the ball rolling just as easy with the questions. So, right. hey, good morning, gardeners, gardening friends, landscape lovers, plantaholic, rock nuts, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I'm the guy <laughs> that's on a beach. You know, you got your uh your uh sw- swimsuit on <laughs> and you got like 2 pounds of petoskey here, shell here, little piece of driftwood there and and uh, I know you're uh, um, you're like and then you show them to everybody and everybody's like, "Well, great, leave them on the beach, you know, they're fine, you know." And it's like, right. "Oh, you know, your your treasure." So, um I I enjoy all those areas, guys. So, what a beautiful day God has made. So, let us give thanks for sure. A little rain yesterday was so nice. Um really to just settle the dust though. It is very dry. As farmers were out in the fields this week, um I couldn't even see the tractor. All I could see was the huge dust storm um that they were trying very carefully to get the crops in. Yeah. It, it was really dry. But nice cool morning this morning. Great sleeping weather. Um then sunny skies and yay, the weekend to get much needed projects done outside. Things are growing. <laughs> Weeds are growing. <clears throat> Gra- <laughs> Grass is growing. Perennials are growing. Uh, things to be pruned. Where to start? So maybe a trip to Waddell's might solve some of your questions. So this morning I want to start at the bottom. Hmm, at the bottom, you say. But really I want to start at the roots of the problem. Now on the front of my uh, book right here, Jim, it says, Plant People. Root for each other. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like okay? it. I like it. Okay. But uh, uh, we need to learn about our soil, and i even learning in the last two weeks. Soil has a lot to do with how your plants are doing. 
In Michigan, we're experiencing higher and higher pH, 7.2 in a lot of our soils. In some of our areas, rich with evergreens, they are very low with pH, a 6 point and minus, with pH scale of 7 being neutral. Both are strong factors when growing different plants. Our native screen topsoil that we sell at Waddell's, we tested yesterday. And naturally, with no, with no additives, it tested out at 7.6, which on the pH scale is high. The compost, after research, some analysis, and doing, again, testing, came out to a 7.3 to 7.8 on different testings. Vegetables and a lot of plants would not necessarily like that if planted alone in that product. You know, there is some items, and we'll talk about later, that really are alkaline-loving. But the remedy is actually, the compost is actually a good conditioner. It, uh, the remedy to bring your pH down is garden sulfur, which will lower the pH. The products we sell is a great conditioner. It has humates, a lot of trace minerals. It is screened. It's got good sand loam base, not silt or clay based, but it has a higher pH. Fast acting sulfur will remedy this and to use as a conditioner, mixing it into our native soils. Talking to one of our nursery assistant managers yesterday, definitely she says, I have great luck using that conditioner soil or the compost we sell, but I also use Dairy Dew or the Wonder Blend Composted Cow Manure. I mix in sphagnum peat moss when I'm planting my plants. Now the combination along with your native soil, she has had great success. It's when you plant something all by itself. Sometimes planting, <clears throat> I will uh, stop right there, Jim. Um, a young lady was having uh, some problems with some of her plants she was planting. Uh -huh. And she was using manure and would totally agree. And so I said, well, what kind? Well, she said bunny. And I said, okay, well, the bunnies eat, eat uh, vegetation, so that's a good thing. Okay, well, as soon as it turns brown, I throw it in the plants. Well, she was throwing it, and it wasn't even a week old. It was, oh. it was burning the plant so bad that it wasn't near composted. It has to break down. So really, sometimes composted cow manure brings up pH. Composting or sometimes the natural decay brings pH up. So a lot of times when I'm planting out in the garden for vegetables, putting a spoma plant tone in the hole with the veggies, putting a spoma plant tone with calcium in my root crops like potatoes, carrots, turnips, parsnips. A lot of that is really compost is a great conditioner. The leaf compost that we sell. It's a great organic content. But again, there is work to be done on some of the items that are, that are um, put in. My point being, we'll talk about later, we've talked about pH before. So if there's a low pH problem and it's going to be continuous, look at items that actually like low pH. Rhododendron, azalea, pieris, almost all your evergreens, redbud, dogwood, blueberries, we all know blue hydrangea likes low pH to make it blue. 
heather, and the evergreen list goes on and on from cedars, spruce, pine, fir. Those are all items that would really enjoy some of that low pH. You know, veggies, I did a look up even this morning. You can go on Google and go back and forth on some of the veggies and what they would actually like. But a lot of them, some of them will actually take a high alkaline or both. Asparagus can go from a 6 to an 8, where, again, 7 is neutral on our pH scale. Pole beans from a 6 to a 7.5. Brussels sprouts and beets. Are you a Brussels sprout guy? No, I'm not. Oh, come on. No, no. <laughs> and, and don't start on broccoli either. Ain't going there. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm just saying. Well, I, you know, I had beets years ago, but they were always in that canned beet sauce. I don't know if I like that as a young kid. So I had beets the other day, put prepared a different way and raw. They were delicious. So I'm a Brussels sprout guy. I'm sorry. No, that's so, okay. Yep. To each their own. Yep. That's the way it goes. But listen to this. Cauliflower and garlic could go down from 5.5 on a pH scale all the way to 8. So there's a lot of items. If, again, testing that soil, you might find out what your soil is. It discovers a lot. Plants that like high pH, maybe if you're working in your landscape, maybe that's an item that you need to work with, and the soil is an item that you can't change. Pink hydrangeas, lilac, clematis, forsythia, viburnums, strawberry, and euonymus. Those are all items that might take, and barberry, just to name a few. My point is, check your soil. Bring a cup in two inches below the sod level and mark it. Front yard, backyard, back garden, front garden, and mark it on a little uh, baggie and bring it into Waddell's. Waddell's will do two tests for free. You've heard about this before, but sometimes <clears throat> you might get to the remedy of the problem. Two tests are for free and then a minimal charge after those two. So maybe that's a start from the roots up. So... Going from that point, maybe after you figured out your soil, is it now the time to get going on your landscape? To get going on your annuals? To get that tree? To look at the new shrubs? Some areas this week had, um, I think north of us, some pretty good frost. We missed it in our local area. And so it's kind of nice to, to see that some of the fruit crops are going to possibly be okay. Yes, we can get frost later on, but we're getting near the clearing of that for sure. I think 39, 41 this morning. So mm -hmm. it, it got low, but <clears throat> wasn't too bad. So maybe it's a time now to look at new shrubs, some new evergreens to uh, block that neighbor. To look at some new perennials, small, medium, or large-sized perennials. Don't have time to wait? Pick some of the two- and three-gallon perennials. Have some time to wait? Look at some of the quart-sized perennials. Maybe time to get some new water plants. Decide on some new roses. And maybe get new house plants for the house. So you guys all know we love plants, and we have plants right now, and because we're growers... Um, we just fall in love with plants. And, you know, we've been growers for 77 years, and we'll take a break with this in mind. But 
This week is our anniversary, Jim. Yeah. So 77 years, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Oh, I'm going to be one of the first to say congratulations, sir. <laughs> and uh, you can join us right here on Over the Garden Fence, 382-4280, with your gardening questions. You can text it in as well, 280373. And you can also email it to me, jim.lawless at wkzo.com. Back with more on Over the Garden Fence after this on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has been adding color to landscapes with top quality plants in the Kalamazoo area for 77 years. Waddell's greenhouses and nursery beds are overflowing with the colorful blooms you've been waiting for. For instant color on decks and patios, check out the great selection of potted blooming annuals. Waddell's also has a huge selection of hanging baskets, purple, red, multicolor, ferns, petunias, and lantana. Some easy care favorites for all summer color in the sun are dianthus, salvia, geraniums, petunias, marigolds, and many others in every imaginable color. Looking for color in a shady spot? Choose from many varieties of impatiens, begonias, coleus, and more. For color that comes back year after year, there are more than 500 perennial plant varieties for both sunny and shady gardens, including flocks, peonies, coral bells, dozens of hosta varieties, and much more. Now is also the time to plant vegetable gardens for growing your own healthy food this year. You'll find it all at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. 920 on 590 at 106.9 FM WKZO. Over the garden fence, Andy T- Waddell. I almost said Andy Taylor. I don't know why. I was jamming out to Duran Duran <laughs> over this last week I because I don't know why. But Andy Taylor, the drummer. Oh, you know, yeah. so I just, or not the drummer. No, he wasn't the drummer. He was the, uh, one of the men. In one of the, one of the, yeah, he's one of the guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's all I got. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. But, uh, we can go back to that, uh, maybe that 77 years. So I just wanted to, uh, maybe thank everybody for that 77 years. Really. I want to thank a couple different groups of people. For starters, I'd like to thank Kalamazoo County and all of the people that are in Southwest Michigan. But I also like to thank people from Indiana. We get folks from Illinois. We get folks from Ohio. We had somebody that came all the way 80 miles north of us last night. That was our last customer of the night last night. We appreciate everybody coming in. That person had done some shopping just a couple days before and said, you know, you had one of the largest selections and really one of the nicest staffs. And mm-hmm. that's the second part I'd like to say. We also appreciate the staff, the employees, the former employees. Um, we have staff that has been with us over 50 plus years and all the former employees that have helped us with their help, their expertise their knowledge and their friendship that has made up the team that is actually the backbone of Waddell's. So it's kind of cool to see uh, um, different generations evolve. And um, we have actually, Jim, right at the moment, have four generations working at Waddell's Garden Center. Wow. So our CEO, Roger Waddell. Yes. And so our team that's with uh, my sister, uh, my two, my three cousins and myself um, as uh, <clears throat> the third generation, or the second that's working, uh, my boys who are the next generation and my niece, and then uh, her boy who is uh, working at our farm now. So mm. the combination, it's kind of neat to see that uh, transition happen. So um, we just wanted to say thank you everybody for uh, 
maybe be being part of Waddell's Garden Center. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to have uh, maybe uh, a guest come on about Kids Club, but there we really do need to get some of our work done. This past week, we have been looking at fruit updates, and I'll tell you, um, sweet cherries, apple, they're out of the shuck. Um, apricot is uh, in this area has kind of avoided uh, some of the frost, but Fertilome fruit tree spray, really now that the bloom is passed, um, just like peach, peach leaf curl, you need to get that spray on. Uh, the wife and I were talking last night about <clears throat> what's next on the fruit trees, and maybe some of us missed that uh, dormant oil because it came on so fast, and then we had rain and snow, and then it got really hot. So if you want to get any work done on those um, on those fruit trees, I might suggest... Um, trying to get rid of some of those pests and disease. Try not to spray fruit trees um, with water on overhead irrigation if you can to avoid black spot, powdery mildew, uh, fire blight. Right now, blueberry is in full bloom, so I would avoid all spraying until the blueberry is uh, completely uh, dropped its shuck. But as it expands, um, some of Phomopsis and like mummy berry, things like that, um, you know what mummy berry is, Jim? No. It's like apple, peach, or blueberry that's held on all winter, and it's turned hard like a mummy, mm. but it's just loaded with the little fungus that held on all winter. Huh. And being a very mild winter, not much got killed off on that plant. There's a lot harboring on the, uh, on the plant with fruits right now. So look at um, grape. Look at your blueberries. Take a look. If in questions, again, come on in the Waddell's. Now, do you expect uh, a good bumper crop um, uh, around the area? It, it, you know, we didn't have we didn't have a ton of no, frost. They're saying thumbs up because if you can see apricot and nectarine and peach not freezing out, that's a really good sign. So, um, apple sometimes. Uh, is a little later flower, and that doesn't always frost out. But um, they're saying thumbs up on some of the early early season fruits, which is a good sign. Okay. So, um, we also have a issue. <clears throat> I have a a friend that is uh, in the tree business, but Jim, he's in the tree removal business, and all we've been doing is removing lately. Colorado blue spruce. And we'll talk about that later, but there are a lot of alternatives to blue spruce that we can uh, maybe remedy some of the issues with uh, um, a plant we used to love that is disappearing in southwest Michigan. Okay. Well, let's take a break. We do have a special guest coming up in just a moment. This is Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, serving Kalamazoo and all of Southwest Michigan since 1946. Next week, Waddell's will be celebrating its 77th year, providing top quality garden and landscape plants and products. Waddell's takes pride in the products they sell, the advice they offer, the knowledge they share, and the people they serve. Want to know which plants will do best in your landscape? Just ask, and Waddell's friendly staff will be happy to help. From annuals and bulbs, trees and shrubs, houseplants, fruits, vegetables, herbs, and more, if you can grow it, they probably sell it. Now is the time of year to plant your vegetable and flower gardens. Waddell's selection can't be beat, from bright-colored pots of annual flowers to blueberry and tomato plants. 
Equidels also offers birdseed, beaters, fountains, and statuary, cut flowers, seasonal decor, and so much more. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Open Monday through Friday 9 to 7, Saturdays 9 to 6, closed Sundays. 927 at WKZO. Over the garden fence, Andy, uh, we have us a special guest, do we not? Yes, we do. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, now you can talk. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> we do have a special guest this morning and a, a good friend and uh, uh, employee of part of our marketing team. Victoria is on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Andy. It's hey. nice to hear everyone's voices. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, Victoria, you know, we, uh, with Dells, we are all about events. But, you know, Victoria... The next generation is so important to me, and uh, i just like to maybe uh, fill me in on a little history of our kids' club that has uh, started up at Waddell's. Absolutely. So uh, Terry and I were talking, and it dawned on me, I'm a millennial. My generation either runs hot or cold. Either we know a lot about gardening because we're self-taught, we chose to go about that, or we know nothing. (laughs) Sure. Unlike previous generations that know so much, I really wanted to take that knowledge and utilize it and teach the upcoming generations. And as it stands, a lot of our kids throughout the programs we've had in the past are super enthusiastic and explorative, and they love to learn, and they're so curious. And it's such a wonderful, magical time for them. They're already interested in it. So we decided to put together a program called Waddell's Growing Gardeners, because They're growing, but we're also growing the next generation. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we're doing is our program is an extension of the events that we already host. So we have a lot of kids that come to almost every single event, and we wanted to reward them for their curiosity and their thirst for knowledge. So this program is uh, $25 per kid, but essentially that's nothing because the $25 membership goes towards a T-shirt, Uh, We have our annual petting zoo every year in the fall, so they get free entry to that. They get a membership card. They get discounts to all of their crafts. They make sure um, they get a spot in every single event, so we make sure their spot is reserved. Plus, they get to learn hands-on by all of the experts at Waddell's. So we're super enthusiastic. We have, uh, I think, close to a dozen events this year, and our first one is today. Uh, We're really excited. We're going to teach the kids how to plant your own pizza garden. Yeah. I I think, uh, Victoria, uh, everybody loves pizza, right? Oh, my gosh. It's my my guilty pleasure. All of my (laughs) friends know that pizza is my staple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of neat. It's kind of uh, you bring together certain vegetables. And can you tell us uh, how the kids are putting together and what they're uh, uh, what's on the menu, I could say? What's on the menu? I like it. So obviously, we can't really plant a pizza garden here for them to harvest. So we're going to get them ready to take everything they need home with them. So when they show up today, I'm going to be there to greet them and tell them that they are going to grab two tomato plants. And the part I thought was kind of cool is maybe they could get different types of tomato to change the flavor. Mm-hmm. They're going to grab a pepper plant, give it some spice, and then they're also going to grab an herb of their choice. So whether it's basil or oregano, we can kind of talk to them about what kind of flavors are you thinking about. We have a recipe for them on how to make the sauce and a take-home sheet that explains how to plant it, uh, what to look for, 
and why we plant things the way that we do. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, when I was in the greenhouse yesterday, Victoria, um, mom was pushing the cart, but three other daughters and sons were all pushing the small little carts, uh, the little red Aww. shopping carts. And then the littlest boy was hanging on to one little vegetable. And it was just, uh, I can see that next generation um, wanting to be part of that. And so some of the other things, so that pizza garden's cool. So we have summer events that they could uh, be a part of during this, during the, um, um, af- after the pizza event, correct? Oh my goodness, yes. So the pizza event is just to kind of wet their whistle, if you will. It's to get them in the mud, get them playing, planting, and seeing how they can harvest their own food. And of course, like you said, everybody likes pizza. So this is more of an educational event, but we do have some really fun events that pair with education as well. So our next event that's coming up after today is going to be Saturday, June 10th from 10 a.m. till 1 p.m., and it's our garden tea party. I believe it's our third annual. We've done it two other times, and it's gone over so well. We uh, dress in tea party attire, if you will, (laughs) and we're going to have tea for sipping, talk about how you can make your own tea with herbs. Um, We're going to try a little food, have crafts. It's going to be a wonderful event. And, of course, it'll be held in the beautiful gardens here at Waddell because you can't have a garden tea party without the beautiful flowers. (laughs) I was was part of those photo ops last year, and, Victoria, I was not impressed. I was overly impressed with the ladies. Some of the attire, Victoria, took – hours to put on the lace and the gowns that some of these uh, uh, friends and clients and uh, uh, had come in. Some of the men were in the the 20s and 30 era attire that was very cool um, that I was, uh, it it was a lot of fun. So we have photo ops. And so it's, we just trying to get these, this next generation involved. So um, it's kind of fun to see uh, um, those next generations maybe dirty hands make a clean heart is mm-hmm. what i like to say oh that's wonderful so so the- yeah it's um definitely a great event for all generations the tea party specifically yeah. because we have we had a bunch of little kids come and dress up and then we had a bunch of people my age and older so it was really a wonderful event for absolutely everybody involved thank you and uh, what time can they come out today victoria so today it's a stop-in-as-you-can event. It's any time between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's not going to be super long. I will give you the information. You can take as long as you want wandering the greenhouse, asking questions, but you can make it a quick stop. You can make it a long stop. It's totally up to you. Good. Thank you, Victoria, for joining us. And uh, sounds like a fun, lot of fun. And thank you, uh, Victoria and Terry Schwartz, for being our marketing team and uh, uh, joining us this morning. Thank you, Victoria. It's our pleasure. You guys have a wonderful rest of your morning. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Victoria. Man, I tell you what, if you could bottle her enthusiasm and sell it, the world would be a better place. (laughs) That's for sure. So, well, thank you, Jim. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, You can join us, 382-4280-877-382-4280. You can text 80373 with your question or email me, jim.lawless at wkzo.com. More. Uh, Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell after this on WKZO. 
Watching beautiful wild birds is a great way to enjoy nature, and the best way to keep birds close is to give them their favorite foods. Waddell's Garden Center will tell you this is the most important time of year to provide food for the birds during nesting season. Right now, finches are at their bright yellow finest. To attract them, get Finches Feast. A wide variety of birds will love Georgia's no-waste blend with hulled sunflowers and peanuts. Plus, you'll love that there won't be any holes to clean up. Another must to give birds extra energy is suet. Two new varieties have just arrived, cherry crunch and apple snack. Waddell's also carries dozens of styles of hummingbird feeders, including Aspects feeders that come with a lifetime warranty, feeders that attach to a window, and even one disguised for hand feeding. And don't forget the Orioles. There are more than 20 styles of Oriole feeders to choose from at Waddell's, the Kalamazoo area's bird feeding headquarters, on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Hazy skies continue across West Michigan as wildfire smoke remains in place. It will be a cooler day overall with highs topping off in the mid-60s this afternoon. It'll be a bit breezy as well with winds coming from the northwest at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Cloud cover will clear out into the overnight hours and lows will fall to the mid-40s by Sunday morning. Sunday should have a bit more sunshine in store and temperatures will warm because of it. Expect a high near 74. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 meteorologist Sarah Flynn. Thank you, Sarah. Currently in Kalamazoo, it is cloudy, but we are up to 50. Nice. Yes. Nothing wrong with Diddy. Well, it's good working weather outside. It is. It no is. sweat, so that's kind of nice. So yeah. good biking weather, good walking weather this morning. So actually, I put my notes together outside this morning. It was nice. So a uh, little little chilly at the, at the tail end, but right. you know what, everybody? Um, come on down to Waddell's this morning on that uh, kids event if you want to bring kids or grandkids. So we earlier we were talking about uh, blue spruce, and I'll tell you, over the years, that used to be the number one evergreen. People would always look for what they'd call shiners, Jim, the bright, bright blue of that Colorado spruce. Now, Colorado spruce has been planted as an ornamental conifer in Michigan and the Midwest for over 100 years. And the trees have struggled with disease and pest issues for almost that long. For many homeowners, the allure of the blue needles of blue spruce is almost irre irresistible. However, everybody, as the name implies, Colorado blue spruce are native to arid climate of the Rocky Mountains and face numerous issues with fungal pathogens, especially right now, needle cast disease. <coughs> Excuse me. My um, friend and tree mover, uh, um, I'm sorry, tree remover, um, all he's been doing is cutting down Colorado blue spruce lately, which is just a shame. The tree ends up getting so much um, inner moisture because it gets so thick, the plant gets irrigated, and therefore that is the end of Colorado spruce. So if there is a chance, number one, two, A, watch your irrigation. Are you blasting your evergreens? Are they getting wet so they are still moist in the middle of the day? Is there a way those evergreens could be irrigated from the roots up and not with overhead irrigation? Is there a chance that that blue spruce has to get out of there and replace it with something like a cedar, hemlock, Serbian or Norway spruce, or concolor fir? And again, all those have different requirements. A cedar could take very heavy 
clay ground and come back no problem. Where a con color fur, you might as well cut it off at the stump and put it in like a Christmas tree, Jim. <laughs> okay, it wants arid, it wants dry ground. Okay, but con color fur grow great here in Michigan in the right situation. So again, test out your spot. If you have questions on that area, take a couple pictures and come into Waddell's. 382-4280 if you want to join us, 877-382-4280, or send us a text to 80373. We'll read the question for you. You bet. You bet. So I'll tell you, um, I said last week about lilac and how the plant has, this has been one of the best years of blooms in many years, whites, pinks, um, a lot of purple, dark purple, royal purple, blue um, in tree form, uh, shrub form, and even dwarf form. But there is also, there's issues almost with every plant in Michigan. There is also positives of every plant. So, but lilac borer is a pest that sometimes is weakening shrubs on the lilac borer. Okay. Um, it, it likes to drill into the trunk of the tree. Um, if your lilac is struggling, maybe check the near lower one to three feet of the plant for evidence of holes to determine maybe if there is lilac borer to a contributing factor. It can be controlled. Systemic insect soil drench, and as the plant is growing, it will not stop it immediately, but as the plant grows, it'll bring that systemic control and take care of that borer problem. Build resistance. If you see that bore issue, you know the roots are still good, cut that out. It's probably a three-year process, cutting out the old dead wood that is uh, infected, letting the new growth come on, and uh, allowing that plant in two years to start setting flower buds again. It's easy to take care of. As I walk our grounds, even at Waddell's, sometimes I... Uh, <clears throat> looking inside the nursery, I sometimes look what our outside grounds, uh, what Waddell's property is surrounded by. And it is not anything the neighborhood has done, but it is actually Michigan's worst woodland weed that is around us. And it is garlic mustard. It is a highly invasive plant. We've talked about it many times, but pretty soon that flower is fully open and it will start um, letting its seeds go. Um, how it's got its bad name, it may not look ugly, but uh, let it not fool you. Garlic mustard plant can produce between 600 and 7,500 seeds, which can survive in the soil for up to five years. These seeds mature and crowd out native woodland plants and ferns. So if you can paint, not spray your garlic mustard, mm -hmm. get a can with kills all and go through and hand paint those plants. Option two, pull the plants and get um, <clears throat> garbage bags and literally destroy them, um, throw them away. And tr do. Not <laughs> um, somebody asked Jim the other day if it's okay to put them in the compost. And I said, uh, all you're doing is producing a great, nice spot for that, all that garlic mustard seed to, uh, um, to uh, produce a, uh, and pollinate. <laughs> start um, so don't. So um, those are just a couple things with some of our surrounding areas with Michigan. Um, by the way, we did get a uh, text in here. Did I hear you say that dairy dew flowers uh, can be used for?
for an amendment to reuse old potting soil in flower pots? And if so, how much? Yes. So straight dairy dew. I like to take a third of the dairy dew, um, third of the soil that they have in their pots themselves, and a third of either new fertile potting soil or <clears throat> something equivalent and mix it. Straight dairy dew, I would not plant it, but that's going to give very good results by rejuvenating the soil that's in that pot. Hmm. Straight dairy dew, I wouldn't want to plant straight. If you have veggie dew, flower dew, or tree and shrub, those are items that are mixed, preferably straight into that, uh, into that uh, plant, can be planted right into that item. But Dairy dew itself is a little bit stronger, and it likes to be mixed into that, uh, like into that soil, a combination of third, third, and third. Yeah. And you can always text in your questions to us at 80373. We'll read them just like that on the air. So there simple. you go. Yeah, there yep. you go. We're getting close. Uh, anything you want to talk about as we wrap things up? You know what? <clears throat> We've been going back to soil, and I guess that's what that was talking about. Um, we'd love to help you from the roots up. And a lot of it is, I'm not kidding. Sometimes uh, we determine a lot by what is on our uh, feet of our plants, on our vegetables, on our trees. And uh, maybe it's drainage, maybe it's pH. Uh, so sometimes we can determine by helping our friends. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. And thank you all for listening to Over the Garden Fence. Tune in each Saturday at 9 a.m. for Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery, Floral, and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road, right here on 590 and 106.9. I'm sorry, go ahead.